0: Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey, and I'm Chantal Renee, and And we we love love sex and horror. horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey, and I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted,
1: sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex sex and and horror. Alright, we're recording. (laughs)
0: All right, I definitely want to say welcome to our first video of Sex and Horror Podcast.
1: Yeah, hopefully we don't have any more glitches because we had a, a doozy of a time getting on tonight, didn't we? <laughs> a whole
0: hour of us trying to get our shit together. And mostly just because I couldn't get keep my shit in.
1: <laughs> it's, it's all right, Skype, Anchor, nobody wants us to be great but
0: us. <laughs> That's true, who's going to watch this video? I don't know. Maybe, haters, maybe some trolls hey trolls how you doing just know that I'm a witch so I curse your ass I'm just that's why I keep Chantelle around
1: she has, good, she has good witchy stuff the mojo she curses people for me right and I
0: can curse them out and curse them
1: um so you know it's interesting that we have different things in our background but we're going to talk about some of your oddities at the end right i mean towards i think so
0: yeah i have a few things that i thought i could show do a little show and tell for people and maybe give our listeners a different reason to tune in besides just hearing our shenanigans
1: yeah our shenanigans are great though
0: (laughs) that's what i've been told but sometimes i'm like i don't understand why do they think we're entertaining (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we, we got to mix it up. Sometimes we could be dry, boring sometimes, too, I guess.
0: That's true. Yeah. And
1: it was almost yeah. going to be that way because I really wasn't feeling this tonight when I when I messaged you. And if you just said no, I'd have been like, all right, let's do it later. <laughs> yeah.
0: But Honestly, like I, I probably would have been like, yeah, no problem. Let's do this shit later. But then I was, like, determined. The frustratingness yeah. of trying to get the Skype to work just made me determined I was like, shit's going to work. Well, you know, and I
1: think this is a good plug for accountability partners because the two of us together, you know, same thing that I feel when I'm working out, when I have a partner or any time I'm doing something, when I have somebody that holds me accountable, I'm more likely to get it done versus when it's just me. And I was, uh, you know, I'd be like, well, I don't feel like it and put it off, you know, procrastinate. That's
0: that's what I miss about being in a writer's group because I feel like that really does and, I mean, it sucks, though, because it's so hard to find a good writer's group.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Very,
0: you know, I'm not a political person, so if somebody has different politics than me, I'm pretty good at, like, oh, whatever, that's just their perspective. But if somebody's extremely religious and, you know, everything about me, everything about my beliefs can be very offensive to many people on mm-hmm. various layers. As you know, you know. Yeah. It's just one of those things. So we're in the Bible Belt. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Oh, I get it too. I get it because, um, like I'll, the people who, who are okay with, with the erotic parts of what I talk about and there's a lot of people that's not, but the ones that are okay with that, they don't want to hear anything when I I start talking about demonic stuff, uh, demonic stuff, according to them, or anything that's, um, not religious based, not faith based. And those that are okay with my political agenda my my thoughts on politics and and even law for that matter my legal background they don't want to hear anything about my artistic creative side so you know I in the Venn diagram of who uh, is my tribe it brings it down to about five people (laughs) my (laughs) my Venn diagram of people that I appeal to it comes about this small it's about five that there's an intersection where they appreciate every aspect of me
0: You know the the, Have you seen Rocket Man about the Elton uh, about Elton John's life? Yes. Okay, so I just watched it and I freaking loved it. Of course, um, so much talent that
1: one. I love the dude on there that played Rob Stark. Um,
0: (sighs) he was hot. Yeah, he was in Bodyguard too. But anyway, go ahead. Yes, Rocket Man. (laughs) But but yeah, so I was thinking, you know, watching that movie was so sad because someone with so much talent. Was uh, was so alone, and yeah. you know we find that uh, often when you're on the other side of creation, you become uh, people are either they're too afraid to approach you, or the, the ones that do approach you are super eccentric or super out there like you, mm-hmm. and you just don't. finish Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, oh my God, this is so, so difficult, and and as sad as it was, somebody that talented, you know. Now I'm I'm hoping you know he's found you know friends and his sobriety and everything but yeah. you know it's it's hard you know in, in life I think maybe this um this uh lockdown has probably made a lot of people reanalyze people in their lives what, what they're willing to put up with for friendship oh. you know stuff like that um and I think you know so many people go through life and they just never realize what they're putting up with to have that person in their life and yeah you know it's 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 I don't know. Be, when I hit a certain age, I was like, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it could be lonely. It could be lonely and, and loneliness. Um, I guess that's a bad place to be if you're feeling helpless and hopeless also. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an island. I feel like I'm on an island.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, it's actually a place that I can create from because I did most of my creating in a place like that for most of my life mm. um it's when I get really far from that place that I have a hard time being creative because I don't want to be by myself I want to be social and go see mm. people and I'm like dicey let's do something <laughs> or, you know like driving to Austin like I did yesterday out of the blue well, where'd you go where'd you go well, yesterday okay so Austin has this great uh place called the glass coffin Art. Right? should say it had uh, as of next weekend they're shutting down um, Oh really yeah it's uh it was an oddity shop i mean it's there for like two more days next weekend or three um and uh it was a vampire parlor that. Mm. Is that the- one that um the guy from corn was that a few years ago i'm not sure they're in austin and yeah i believe it is when yeah you they say just vampire know- parlor yeah, they just opened about two, two and a half years ago. And so now they're shutting down. Um, and it was sad to, to know they're leaving. You know, I used to work here in, in Houston at the Wild Collection for a few years. And mm-hmm. I knew of them because I worked at the Wild Collection. Yeah, and I, I just them. got so busy with life and so much stuff happening. I never had the chance to jump in my car and, and go up there. And plus, you Know, this past June marked my two-year wedding anniversary, mm. so you know, new relationship, you get all you know. That. And so I never had a chance to go, and I was like, "Damn it, I'm determined. I have to go." So I made myself go yesterday. I got a friend of mine to go with me, and it was a fun little road trip. You know, we had our little masks when we went in the you know gas stations. We had our hand sanitizer. We cleaned everything as we went along, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. The majority of the people I saw. All the way there and back, including in the shop, were wearing masks. So I was pretty like, okay, well, that's not bad. You know, I was pretty excited to see that. But it was a lot of fun. And I found another Ouija board. (laughs) Did you get any other collectibles? Anything else as cute nod? Uh, I got my husband a... Satanic candle. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I thought it was kind of cool and he would enjoy it. And then on our way back, we stopped at a Goodwill in Bastrop and I found these amazing lamps. They're so great and they were matching because, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, family members get rid of stuff and I'm like, oh, sure, I'll take that, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of cool to find something for my home that I'm able to, you know, put it together because, you know, in my office here, this is all the stuff that inspires me. Yeah. Um, so I try to keep that, but I'm trying to make my house kind of an extension of this area mm-hmm. uh, without so much clutter Because as you can see, I got a lot of stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you, you know, I, I really wanted to make sure that, um, oh, let me just pull that there. So you can see both Andy and Anne. Um, <laughs> uh, so I really wanted to make sure I could find some key stuff. So I found that those two lamps and a couple little trinkets and then I got the board. The board is a nineteen seventies Ouija board and the box is almost in mint condition. I might show it later as part of my show and tell.
1: Mm. Well maybe we should have started with that. I was sitting up here we're supposed to be talking about horror comedy and, Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I made a list and I saw a new movie today for this. Oh good, good. Well um do you have a rant of the week, you want to get out now? A rant of the week. Yeah. Girl, you know, there's always rants. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: re- I remember we said we were going to start doing that, and I forgot for the, like the last two episodes, the last well, two or I, three after that.
0: I, I don't know that we don't ever have a rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it in one way or another, whether we call it a rant or not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm mostly just, I guess for me, I'm flustered with the state of Texas and not because of what people think. I am a lover of Texas. I am a big Texas supporter because this is where I was born and raised. However, I'm frustrated. I don't know if it's Texas necessarily, sort of. People are are complaining throughout the country that we're not testing enough people. Our test ratings are low. But well, let me tell you, I've spoken to quite a few people that either A, try to get a test and couldn't b have gotten tested and still don't have the results or C, don't give a fuck enough to go get a test as long as they don't have to go to the ER. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things aren't considered. I'm also frustrated because we're not, we're not acknowledging that over half the cases that we have in Texas are already recovered. Mm. And then good a, a, good percentage of the ones that are active are over the major hump of it, but still are not testing negative. So it's really just so, it's so hard. We really don't have a true measure for what's happening with all this. And it, you know, I read in my, I've scrolled through my Facebook and I see people so afraid um, because they're worried to even go out to their, their grocery store. They're so scared. And I'm like, I understand we all might get, and these are people who have, you know, autoimmune issues and stuff. Well, that's understandable then. It is. It's so understandable. But as long as you're wearing your mask, you're not touching your face, the, it, they they really need to give us like a good amount of this is how much less risk you are at if you do these things. But they don't do that. You know, I at this point, you think we would have something because Europe is doing so well because they are wearing their masks, because they are keeping their hands clean. And, you know, I'm I'm not just saying when you touch things outside, you clean your hands. You should also clean your hands before you even get out of your car, because you're touching your own things. And we just don't think like that, you know. It's like clean hands all the time, which is why gloves have been considered hard, you know, actually detrimental, because we don't think, and we're touching our own face with the gloves, and then we get out of the car and we're touching everything else. If you're a carrier, all you're doing is spreading it. But I am disappointed in some of these South... um, This is obviously my rant in a a nice voice, but I'm disappointed in some of the people here in South Houston that have been protesting the the mask. And this man literally said on TV, I am not responsible for the health of other people. And I will Mm. say this to anyone listening or watching. If you walk out of your home... And get in a car and drive your car, you are being responsible for another person. Mm -hmm. You can't operate a vehicle without not being responsible for other people. That's why you have to get a license.
1: Well, you know, with with, uh, Houston becoming uh, code red now uh, and zone one or what is that? Where code code red, zone one, something like that. Yeah. Is that is that the correct terminology? Okay. so we are now having so many cases and all that Uh, you mentioned about people being afraid to go to the grocery store. I'm going to stop going to the grocery store, for instance, because my family, we've been on lockdown since March. We've pretty much been in the house except for when we go outside to exercise. And we don't engage with people. Um, and then I met with you once. And then, you know, like a, the when we did the podcast with the Libra Lounge, it was just the four of us in the room. Those are the only times I've been with around the, anybody else except for the grocery store. We haven't been at church. We haven't been to any bars. We haven't done anything. And so, with we, but it's spreading somehow. It's, it's still spreading. So I'm going to start ordering groceries online. Like I'm, I'm about to cut all
0: of my damn contacts. I'm going to tell you, girl, it's the children. You know, I love me some kids. But Jay Mazur, the other day when we were on that video call for Jessica's uh, preview, uh, premiere of her new uh, audiobook, she said uh-huh. her son, who is, I think, close to your son's age, has a little league team. And they decided when the lockdown came down that they wanted to all start playing and let their kids play. And she said, "You know what, what guys? Yeah, she's like, you know what, guys? I, I'm gonna have to say no, and not because I'm worried about you guys children, because I know my own son, and he's not gonna listen. Whenever he's picking his nose, right, grabbing the back, right. throwing the, you know what I mean? He, they're yeah. kids. That's what they, that's how they live. Eighty nine people got COVID that were attached. Wow. To that. Well, my
1: my kids haven't been around anybody." They haven't, they haven't been around anybody but us. So I feel it's my responsibility to make sure that we don't, because we don't let them go to the grocery store or anything. We we make the runs. I'm, I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure I don't bring anything back to them. They've been in the house, and they have done everything that they're supposed to do. And I'm I'm not going to endanger them by doing something different.
0: I saw a lady today at my friend's job, and she had her two kids in there, no mask on. She had a mask on. They did not. And they're just touching everything. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, and the thing is, I is that that makes it, can't, sense. it can affect children, but not the actual what they're saying is what's happening is when it gets in their system, it doesn't really make them ill. It can, but their body attacks. it so rigorous, rigorous. I can't even say that word. Well, rigorous. Well, I can't have their
1: bodies rigorously attacking it and them spraying yeah. it to me, then either. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. I mean, and and what happens is that the illness that you see manifest on a child is actually caused by their own immune system, according to what the doctors are saying. um mm-hmm. But you know, the point is, is that they won't know that they're sick. They may not even ever show a symptom, ever. It could just get in their system and work right, right out, and then they're passing it along to family members. So. And then, of course, all these damn clubs, girl. Come on, people. Yeah, buy some dildos. Buy a damn pocket pussy. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Oh. Well, they, they,
1: well, we're all having to be uh, uh, locked back up again now, thanks to thanks to all that. Uh,
0: so that's you your rant. I, I don't know. Did they get the order approved to shut things down officially?
1: It's not an official stay-at-home order. It's a uh, – but I got, like, one of those iPhone alerts where my phone yeah. buzzed. And and it's basically like stay home unless you you have to be out. So yeah. I don't I don't think it's a, a um it's an official stay at home order yet though. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. it makes it all difficult right, well, for people like me. You know, I have to work. Yeah. I would yeah. like to just stay home. We could be talking like this all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well my. Mind?
1: My rant of the week, I'm going to keep it short because we spent way too much time on this. We, we're not going to have enough time to laugh at, at horror comedies and to see your oddities. But uh, my, my rant of the week would be about um, the, uh, you know, when we did our two part episode, we were talking about the protests and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And we are seeing a swing so far in the other direction that it's ridiculous. So now we have uh, black. Uh, we we have, I think it's a good thing to want to have black voice actors, but we've had it. That that is kind of an offset. Like it, that's an afterthought for Family Guy. The the character Cleveland Brown. He's the the actor that's been playing the voice of Cleveland Brown on Family Guy, Mike Henry. He's not going to voice cleveland brown anymore after 20 years of playing this character why um so he stepped down from that the simpsons says they're not going to have any more white actors playing non non um white roles really? the golden the golden girls today hulu took off the episode of the golden girls that had the mud mask the girls on the golden girls that wear the mud mask well that's not no fucking blackface you know, wow. we know the difference between that's not offensive to us. The thing is, is, is that this black people are not mad about this shit. This is not us. This is not Black Lives Matter. But it's people are so upset about it that you see that they're arguing about it and they're blaming Black Lives Matter. They're blaming the protesters. They're blaming everybody's offended by everything else, and it's 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 counterproductive to the cause. But uh, so the, these things we want police to be held accountable when they kill unarmed black people. Okay? We don't want the guy who's been voicing Cleveland for twenty years to stop voicing Cleveland. I mean and and put the golden girls back. Yeah, put that fucking episode back on. And that's a, and Cleveland is an animated character anyway. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, now and and don't get me wrong, black people are not homogenous. homogenous. So, of course there's some that may be upset. I'm not trying to speak for all black people. Right. I'm just saying that on whole on overall, this is not what we are fighting for. This is not what the protesting was about, and it's just gotten to absurd levels. But it, it, I've seen people say that it's like a conspiracy, like you want it to be so absurd that it'll make people question everything. You know what I mean? Like now you don't want to even take the legitimate concerns seriously because it's gotten so outrageous. How about go and arrest Brit- Breonna Taylor's murderers? You know, how about do that? That's that's what we're that's what they're protesting for. They want to know about Elijah. They want They want the people who killed that that autistic boy. Uh, well, the boy with the autism, I, I think, is the more appropriate way to say that. They want his murderers held accountable. Do that.
0: Yeah, and and let's change some laws. Let's. Yes. You know, there are so many things out there. I was just hearing today that, I don't know, as a lawyer, you may have heard about the uh, computer system, apparently, that there's an algorithm, algorithm, I cannot speak tonight, um, <laughs> that was put together to You help. need some coffee. I know, girl. Uh, that was put together to help uh, judges be able to to be more fair in in their trial system, and that they did a test with it, and the the they actually found that the algorithm was a lot more uh, able to figure out not being able not not taking into account any type of race or age, just the criminal history and the the criminal activity and and sentencing. And, like, they did, like, they entered data, old data, into the system to see how the computer and everything the computer was popping out had actually did occur. And everything that the the judge did was not helpful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's so many things to explore. And Mm -hmm. and we need to make some real changes in the way the system is being run. You take, you know, people want to complain, well, it's because they didn't have fathers. You know, well, why are you taking away the fucking dad? For something
1: exactly to- exactly, yeah,
0: and i will I, I would like to
1: to say on that matter i because I, I tweeted something um on father's Day, um you don't hear about it in the media i I'm, I'm always seeing i I've, I've removed myself from a few groups that were supposed to be humorous because of all the racist comments that, and jokes that were made in there, and one that I saw repetitively was about black people not having fathers, and I'm like, what the fuck are y'all getting this from and so on Father's Day, I made a post. My father was there. My husband is there for his kids. My brother's there for his kids. All my uncles, uh, my kids, godfathers. I mean, I all day long it was in my feed from black fathers, you know, and, you know, it's this is why you want to have representation in the media, because you all watching whatever you're watching, whatever you, you you were being misled. That is incorrect. And if yeah. you're so concerned about black fathers, stop killing them and letting the people who do it, get away with it.
0: Yeah. And it's not even just black fathers. I mean, fathers in general have of been, course. You know, of course, and, of course. And I think that's what people are not. And maybe you can correct me. Maybe you think this isn't right, but I don't think the black life, the black lives matter movement is not about, this is only happening to black people. It's just like, we need nice. to see that this is a problem within the community of black Americans. Right, right, it's exactly. It's not saying that it's not in the community of other Americans. Absolutely. But we need you to pay attention to this. And then they go do stupid shit like you just said. I can't believe it. Yeah, that. that's exactly, insane. exactly, exactly. Like, that is not even, that's not even anywhere near. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen so many things. I saw a YouTube thing where this guy was going around, a black kid, and he he was just like having, you know, these women, these white women do all this stuff, you know, get on your knees and apologize. And they were doing it because <laughs> they're not educated. You know, it's like, listen, don't just react. Listen to what's me right. Thank you. Thank you. That's how I think it needs to be. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe we ranting.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, our, our rant went way longer. Maybe we should leave our rants for at the end. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sure but it's just like, you know, I think people need to have a different perspective. And I think they get that sometimes when they hear us talk. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. You yes. know, it's going to be funny when people actually tune in to watch our YouTube, they get to see all the crazy fucking faces that I actually make. After <laughs> I, oh, I just noticed my faces. I was like, oh, what was that? I'm so used to it. And I, and I, yeah. You're going to get a you whole different new us whenever you watch instead of just listen. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I do enjoy, you know what? I'm enjoying this conversation a lot more being able to see you while we're talking. Yeah, I, I, I do like this. We need to keep this up. I, I hope mean, the the video quality
0: comes out good, but either way,
1: I'm enjoying it.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord, my dog is whining and I don't want him to keep whining because he wants to come sit in here with me. I apologize, y'all. Okay, you continue to talk. Hey, Kevin. Well, it's rugby. <laughs> rugby.
1: Shit! I finally get the name right, and it's the wrong dog. Because <laughs> I always
0: call Kevin Kenny. I try, yeah, I try to get a little Kevin Kenny in here earlier, and he just wanted to lay in bed. He's a little lazy bum tonight. <laughs> I was like, okay, so
1: horror comedies. This is something that we yes! have not talked about yet. Usually, when we're talking about horror, we're talking about it seriously, from a from a serious standpoint, a gruesome, growth standpoint, disturbing standpoint. This although I do laugh a lot when I'm watching horror, I laugh a lot. And so that's what made me think about horror comedy itself, you know, as a as a mixture a mixed genre, horror that's um that is comedy. Yeah. Or and when I started doing this, I was thinking that there's a lot that is um a lot can fall under this. Like there's some where it's um where it's you have a comedian and Someone who was funny, someone, and so it's intentionally comedy, you know, so it's horror comedy, like when Tyler Perry did uh, Boo the uh, Medea Halloween. I did not watch that, by the way. I, <laughs> I did. Refuse. Did you? I refuse. I, I'm I a refuse. Fan. <laughs> Is it good? She makes it laugh. Is it good? <laughs> it was
0: silly. It was silly, but there were some real funny parts. You know, Medea always cracks me up the way she just all of a sudden. She goes from being like this afraid kind of like nervous and then she just starts whipping everybody's ass it's hilarious. <laughs> nice,
1: nice. Now what I what I like I'm a I'm an Eddie Murphy fan. Um uh, oh. not that I'm not that I'm not a Tyler Perry fan cuz you've heard me talk about Tyler Perry before. I respect his gangster man. He has done it and I respect that. His, his stuff is just not, he's you know, changed my he's thing. He's
0: changed the whole entire game.
1: Yeah, for, for he's he's doing money. it big. So I don't have a disrespectful or negative word to say about him. Eddie Murphy, I can say that I appreciate his movies. I appreciate his type of humor. Like, I laugh my ass off when I'm watching his stuff. So Vampire in Brooklyn, for instance, is one of those. Did you see that?
0: Yeah.
1: That's one that I laugh.
0: Like, I really all out laugh at. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I I mean, he never did horror, but my favorite, most of my comedians, are either black or hispanic that i really love um and one of my favorites is always going to be richard Pryor. he never did anything horror like horror comedy but he was just so damn funny (laughs) yeah yeah
1: he's a he was one of the greats for sure and then you have horror comedies that are like parodies so Sean and Marlon Wayans are really big on that. They've they've redone like a they got a haunted house and they take parodies of of a lot of move, I mean they they Paranormal take a, activity. A, yeah, they take a lot of movies and mix it together. Yes. Um they have scenes from Scream and and um uh Exorcist and they put them all together and it's been a pretty popular franchise, the haunted house. They uh, have that they do. Yeah. It's
0: done a good job with that.
1: Yeah. So that, that's kind of a horror comedy thing that's intended to be. Then there are things to me that's not meant to be funny, but it's the way that the actor delivers the line or it's the character that's funny. And that is just about every horror film to me. There's, there's somebody in there that makes me laugh. Now, my problem with horror is that I'm always laughing at stuff that's inappropriate, but that's me in general. You know, like when we were talking about the joke at that time, I'm always yeah. laughing at stuff I'm not supposed to laugh at. So, <laughs> I do... <laughs> so, um, when I'm watching stuff, you know, it's it's one of those things, I like watching it by myself, so nobody knows just how twisted I could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, there's a few things that I'm watching in here and the kids will be like, that's not funny. It is funny to me. It's funny. But uh there's a there's a few instances that i have in silver bullet uh there's a that's a werewolf movie yes. gary Booth, the way that he delivers his lines are funny and um did you watch uh, night of the living dead yeah tony todd man from the moment he first got on the scene i just watched it again recently night of the living okay. dead so i'm gonna spend some time with this for a second okay but, uh from the moment, uh, did you know this was based on Stephen King's novel at the cycle of the werewolf? Uh, which one, the, the Silver Bullet? I thought you might. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm on um, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, Silver Bullet. Sorry, my notes got confused here.
0: I was like, I'm, I don't think Stephen King writes <laughs> that. You're like, hold up, hold up. Sorry,
1: right I, I, in in I started smearing my shit. Look, my notes look like shit mess. <laughs> I got things underlined so I can remember. Look, Sorry, didn't mind on my King- phone. you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. Stephen King's novel, At Cycle of the Werewolf, that is that's Civil Bullet. Yeah. And uh, Night of the Living Dead is what I'm supposed to be talking about right now. I just got crossed up. Sorry. But um, from the moment Tony Todd came on, he I started laughing. He was like god damn you or something like that. But I I kid you not. I laughed. My husband and I laughed for about an hour straight. <laughs> we kept playing th- that that uh gas pump scene over and over and over again cuz that shit was so funny. <laughs> the, the, you know the gas pump scene I'm talking about? It's the way he he buckles and he's like "Tom" What the hell are you doing? But, and that's when Tom blows himself up and his girlfriend up. You know what I'm talking about? I just the Living dead. Chantel, I laughed so hard at that part. (laughs) I don't know whether they were supposed to be making that movie funny or not, but I laughed so hard all the way through. Every time Tony Todd um, spoke, the way he (laughs) delivered his lines was just hilarious to me. Um, (laughs) So that happens a lot for me in yeah. exorcism now just in our last oh, episode when,
0: that should make hard
1: <laughs> Well, we had our, our circus ringmaster on our reggie right we talked about it, the exorcist a little bit and uh the the at, from the moment that girl is is possessed on i am laughing like crazy the everything she does yeah absolutely ridiculous the delivery is hilarious yeah. Do you have anything else that, that you think that is based on the character or somebody, the, the way they deliver their lines is what makes something that's supposed to be uh, horrific, funny?
0: You know, I – I off the top of my head, because today I spent time looking at comedy horror, I didn't really yeah. look at horror by itself. You know what? Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open my, my Netflix and look at just horror and see if I see any, any that I can say, yeah, that one. So, well, that's, um, that's okay. I mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I got
1: some more stuff. <laughs> oh, go for Um, it. with, and then there's some that's just ridiculous. So with the girl in the exorcist, you remember that part, one of the parts that I laughed so hard on is when, when the, the younger priest comes in the room after they've been doing the, the, uh, the exorcism for a while and they take a break, the young priest comes in the room and the older priest is laying on the floor dead and he's looking at the girl, the, the <laughs> Linda, Linda Blair's character. He's looking at her and she's looking at him, you know, like, what I do, what I do. And then she she starts rolling. She starts laughing. Like, it was kind of like, even though she, I don't think she said it, but she was like, uh-oh. But she killed, you know, something happened. We didn't see it. It was off screen. But you can imagine she did something that killed the old man. Right. He He had been taking pills or right. whatever though, they look like little tic-tacs really but he'd been taking those those little yeah okay and but and and but that part when the younger priest saw him and he just freaked out I, man i was laughing so hard at that and well, then you know go ahead no
0: finish go ahead. no i i was gonna say the older movies like that definitely went too they stretched too far like poltergeist right Yeah, yeah. It's always like they're trying to do an over, like they're over trying to scare you. Like, yeah, ridiculous. And you're like, come on now. And you know what? That's the next
1: thing I have on my list. Some things are funny just because of the ridiculous scenarios that they have, the ridiculousness of it or the special effects that they have. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And that's what makes it funny. Every time a woman screams in these movies, I'm laughing. (laughs) <laughs> like what the bitch what are you screaming for or when they fall you know those those things it always happens like you gotta run for your life but here you go and fall bitch if you don't get up stop your fucking screaming and run or how about while he's sitting up there you if the monster if he is not able to beat this monster the monster is gonna come after you next so how about you join in and help him instead of sitting over in the corner screaming so that's something that happens a lot too that really bothers <laughs> me but every time they start laughing, I, I mean, every time they start screaming, I start laughing. It's and ridiculous. When they trip, yeah, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous.
0: It was like with Brightburn, right? I was watching that, and I just was like, this is too damn silly. Yeah,
1: like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I, I do remember liking Brightburn though. <laughs>
0: now I will tell you, I laugh at inappropriate things that probably crazy people laugh at. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like there's a few times I was kind of laughing that probably you know you know people who are mentally unstable would laugh at <laughs> yeah yeah because that was a seriously creepy movie but I just was like I was like wow this is great like she's totally yeah. messing with this kid. you know what I mean like you know I, yeah that might be a whole different type of comedy <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe crazy people like
1: me and then there's some there's some things you know ridiculous like Zombie Land. Woody Harrelson, I like the way he delivers his line. But but Blackula, like the it could be so low budget that that makes it funny. You know, like Blackula, black exploitation movie. Like you don't have the budget to pull this off, so that makes it funny. No, um, no
0: totally. I and mean, then you have some. Like, go ahead. Then, go ahead. I was gonna say you have stuff like Evil Dead that was just <laughs> entirely like slapstick almost yeah and yeah and it cracks me up because i feel like you know even back when they started with the adams family there was always some some comedy if you want to look back even to like the black and whites Mm -hmm. when you had um dracula and the werewolf man and the mummy there was a little bit of silliness to it Mm -hmm. Um, but that was monster horror that could be the reason yeah but you know, I I really wonder. There's, I think it's a psychological thing, right? If they don't get you in your mind, if they don't really like freak you out, you're not going to to, to be afraid. Hmm. And then, well,
1: even if, you know, I like it, especially when I when I'm able to laugh and and have that jump scare. Like it's a mixture of things. Yeah. Those are usually my favorites when there's a lot of different things that I'm feeling. So the laughter, it doesn't make it bad. You know, I can enjoy it even if I, if, if it's, if it's gory and it's supposed to be scary, but I'm not scared, but I'm laughing. It's still an enjoyable movie to me because the, it's the, the, it's still, I guess an endorphin release, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying Correct. it because it's making me laugh. And it's taking though, you up
0: and down the emotional. Right. Level. The roller coaster um i watched today i watched sitter have you seen that on netflix mm-hmm. yeah i hadn't watched it yet and i watched it today and i enjoyed the heck out of that because yeah. there was intentional comedy in it mm-hmm. with a lot of gore yeah. yeah you know and like just some funny like some funny stuff but yet like it was it was solid it was a solid movie yeah. um
1: yeah, it doesn't make it bad just because it makes you laugh and it's horror. Yeah,
0: absolutely,
1: no, for there sure. There are some some that I really enjoy, and 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 I I guess I'm you can tell how animated I am now with the video, but I'm always you know, and then I get really excited when I start talking about stuff. So now you get to see that, but with the uh, with um tremors that that was another one that you know they had the kind of that slapstick happy funny stuff. But I and really it was a enjoy con-
0: movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I enjoy snarky dialogue, too. So sometimes uh, um, when you have a movie that's supposed to be horror, if there's some banter or some snarky dialogue, I'm still going to laugh, you know, no matter what's going on. And that makes it more enjoyable. True Blood, when Eric and Bill used to fight all the time, that shit was funny. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, on, Dracula, remember when we were talking about the new Dracula, the 20? Yes. Was it was it last year or this year?
0: 2019. Last
1: year it had to be last year. 20, the 2019 version of Dracula with Clay's Bang, that shit was funny because he was so snarky that you know yeah. I was rolling. And uh, but it was a solid show.
0: It was good. Yeah,
1: yeah, I enjoy it even though it's it's got the blood and the gore, but the 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 dark and gore I think is um sometimes it's done so. So far over the top, that makes it funny. I know we were talking about ridiculousness, but I mean, when it's done like as a surprise factor, so uh, suddenly the the gore and the blood is put in there to kind of throw you off of something else. That makes it funny with uh, like, did you see the villains? I know we've talked about Bill scars, scarred as it, but it, you know, when you got a clown that his crazy laugh,
0: you know, I'm a, I'm a laugh at that shit. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's the kind of one that when you laugh, you know that you have mental problems. <laughs> because that shit was creepy as fuck. And then some,
1: it's the, you know, the irony of the situation, like, happy death day. I mean, what's a happy about death day? But they make it funny yeah. with the whole, because it's the
0: exact opposite of what it should be. What's the one uh, it follows? I cracked up that entire movie right i thought and it was, you, the whole thing was funny <laughs>
1: yeah and you mentioned the adams family earlier that's the black and white but there are sometimes they do it with animations so you have hotel transylvania uh goosebumps um uh you have the adams family that animation that shit is funny uh even though it, uh it, it might scare kids i don't know why i would but i'm laughing all the way through no, uh, yeah. I guess it could scare kids because of the monster elements of it. And it's got the atmosphere and the tone is kind of creepy and eerie. But right. but then the caricature of the art that they have for the characters makes it funny to me. Or, again, the, the snarky characters or the, um, the delivery. Because the, the the guy from Hotel Transylvania, I just absolutely love him. The, the vampire, the main yeah. vampire.
0: What was the one once bitten? You remember once bitten from the 80s? You know what? I've seen that, but hmm, who was who was that in that movie? Um, wasn't it uh um uh, everybody screaming his name? I know. Um, uh, uh, gosh, now I can't I just, remember, but I'm gonna write it I down. I went blank on this. his name, but yeah, um, it was an actor oh. who's very famous now.
1: Actually, I have my phone here now since we're recording on the laptop. I could look it up. <laughs> I got my <laughs> phone right here on on this this thing. Um, I
0: remember watching that and going
1: What am I this looking is up for? Once,
0: Once bitten. And I enjoyed the heck out of it just because, you know, the vampire element. Nineteen uh, nineteen eighty five. Yes. Oh, Jim Carrey? Oh come on. <laughs> he was, but he wasn't he wasn't being a comedian in the show. Jim Carrey. But if is he hilarious. was if he, he was it was he doesn't even suck. have to try.
1: Yeah, he was not Jim Carrey doesn't even have to try to be funny. He's just going to be funny. That he falls under that um not only the comedian actor thing that I was talking about with Eddie Murphy but also in the way he delivers his line. He is just naturally a uh, just a naturally funny guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. The
1: um did, did you see The Cabin in the Woods? Yes. Now, the 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 blood and gore by itself is funny in that movie. I watched a scene earlier, just again, you know, when all the monsters come out and there's blood everywhere and they just come in and start terrorizing everybody. The 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 the, the creativity in how you decide you're gonna kill people in so many different ways, I think,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think is what's funny in that one. Yeah, I can get that. Do you yeah. remember the show? Oh, of course you'll remember Kill Bill. I know that wasn't horror. Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, that wasn't horror, but when they tore that arm off or cut it off and that the blood was just... I just laughed. I was the only one in the theater laughing, but it was so ridiculous.
1: Well, it's is violence, period. You know, when, when it's sudden like that and over the top, you know, yeah, that'd get a rise out of me. I remember this Terminator. I, it must be the third Terminator. I got a Terminator picture. The poster up here somewhere. Yeah, there oh, we yeah, go. Yeah. But the uh, the third one... I remember going to see it I think I was either either I was I was a teen either I was graduating high school or I was in undergrad and I was kind of a new like a freshman or something I can't remember when it came out but the third one I went with my cousin to the movies to see it and there's a part where all the machines are out and they're all like these skeletons these skulls and they're marching and one of the it's a battle and one of them holds his head up the the whole skull he pulls his skull up and says, ah! I remember it to this day <laughs> and it's because I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed so hard and I was the only one in the theater laughing and my cousin was looking at me like you all right <laughs> and the fact that I knew I wasn't supposed to be
0: laughing just made it even worse I just <laughs> could not stop <laughs> well you know I there's also I don't know if you ever thought of this aspect of it too um, there's also, oh gosh, I just had the movie in my head and it flew right out. Darn you, no, no, no sleep brain. <laughs> when you were talking about the Terminator, I was thinking about a movie that popped in my head and now it just went straight out. I'll, mm. I'll remember. It'll come back. This is what happens okay. when you get old, people. <laughs> this is what happens when you get old. <laughs> that is gravity. It'll come back to you.
1: Uh, but, uh, that's, that's pretty much are the ones that I wrote down as, as examples, uh, that, that stood out. Uh, I recently watched the order and it's like an interesting take on werewolves. I don't know if you've seen that yet on Netflix. Okay. The, the first season was just okay. The writing got much better in the second season, but in the first season, they, they spent more time with the, the, the werewolves um and what i liked about what they did is that they just they didn't have the camera on the werewolf so much like the camera would be on them and like over on the side you see a glimpse of the werewolf or something like that and that was very effective but also funny to me like so the the werewolf is in the corner terrorizing somebody and they're just talking having a, con- a conversation you know like they don't even know what's going on behind them that was effective in the second season they spent more time on the witches or how, whatever they call them. I don't think they actually call them witches on there. The, the order itself is, is practicing magic. So they spent more time on them and less time with the werewolves. But it's some great eye candy, by the way.
0: <laughs> That's always <a> good <laughs> That's probably why I watch so much. I remember what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about. Um, see, I knew I'd say it long. i would talk long enough. It'd come back to you. It'd come back. Now I, I forgot the name of the show. Uh, hold on I have it right here what we do in the shadows oh okay, okay so a okay. lot of people don't get that comedy and I think there's almost a different timing to horror comedy than regular mm-hmm. comedy Mhm. yeah um, and the thing with that show that makes it funny is the characterization Mhm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. knowing
0: who they're supposed to be and seeing who they actually are mm-hmm. and that that's what makes it really funny you know yeah um, And they're all supposed to be these devilish, you know, evil monsters. And they overdo the fact that, you know, how the villain, like in the 007 movies, the villain always talks too long or (laughs) underestimates, you know. and And they just overdo that, but not in a point that it's annoying. It's just really funny, you know. And then there's looks that are given with, like, the guy who's their helper. I don't know if you watch it. But the guy who is their human helper, mm-hmm. I forgot what they call him. He's not their slave, but he's something else. Like he he's their he's basically their um Igor or whatever, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. he's being promised mm-hmm. to be changed one day, that sort of thing. Um so he is actually a Van Housing. He's related to a oh, okay, Housing. Okay. So he accidentally kills vampires all the time, but he's like <laughs> this really heavy Hispanic dude that looks like just like he could work at like a Burger King, you know. Mm-hmm. And so his, he's always like accidentally murdering a vampire, and they just like, oh, he can never. Come on, look at him, you know. <laughs> and he just looks at the camera.
1: <laughs> the accidental part is probably what's funny about it. It is, but
0: I mean, it's like, also just knowing the characterization, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's part of maybe that's why we find certain things funny that other people might not, because we see things as authors Mm. haters you know we know that we know the the trope that might be going on um for example like with sitter today you had the girl next door who was sweet as apple pie and then they made her like this kind of little tough chick and then it turned around that she was the evil crazy bitch which Mm -hmm. is all a trope you know we Mm -hmm. know that like from the boiling rabbit days you know so Mm -hmm. you can find humor in how they play that character. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um back to the order, uh jake Manley being the the lead on there when I was talking about banter, that's another thing that I think is a strength of it even though you know it's not too strong of a show. It's still these are the things that I did like about it cuz I can always find something I like. And the 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 dialogue, the conversations between the werewolves when they're always ragging on each other is another Plus, I think it's another element to it that makes it funny, even though they're it's killing a people. Eric. they're Eric. Huh? Yeah, exactly. They're killing people all the time, but you know the the way they're like, there's they have a female werewolf, um, and and her whole mantra is kill, 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 and so they they fight with her on oh, we're not going to kill anybody. Well, why not? You know, so you're making that would light you,
0: of if you were a werewolf. I think so. So
1: they're making they're, it's almost making light of something that's serious, and that's what right. makes it funny. Yeah. So, so I guess
0: funny. like go
1: ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, do we need to to get to your your oddities before we run out of time? Oh, I'm not
0: in a rush. I can show a couple things at the very end. Oh, okay, okay. Thanks I was just you. gonna laugh because I, I was gonna say I feel like we are as horror and i'm sure anybody listening or watching you know that as as a horror lover you're going to be tainted to certain things and (laughs) you know if i were in real life sitting there and i saw somebody like get their finger cut off in a funny way i might laugh you know (laughs) because i mean naturally we already laugh when people trip right (laughs) i mean that was all jerry lewis's fault (laughs) (laughs) yes the silent film days with the two guys that always fell over stuff. Um, but then, you know, now we're, you know, we're seeing people accidentally like stab someone in the eye and we think it's hilarious. <laughs> and so if it happens in real life, we are going to really be like labeled as, you know, very poor people.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I guess I, I, I was just talking about neither living dead. Let me clarify that. I was talking about the 1990 version with, cause there's, um, that was a remake. I, of, I was thinking. Yeah. Of the original, but when you said about laughing at people tripping right from right from the very beginning when it it starts with the brother and sister they're in there fussing in the car and so if you're listening to their conversation you that kind of sets the tone for how this was this movie's gonna go you know they're arguing but the the argument itself is kind of funny and then when um when they have the clash and the first zombie uh falls over on on the brother and the way he hits his head and cracks it, man, I fell out laughing, you know, and that's not supposed to be funny. I don't think the way his head smacks and cracks, but it kind of goes to what you said about how we're already thinking about, uh, you know, like you're laughing somebody trips. Now, I, I will say, oh, my God, I hope they're OK. But if they're OK, man, that's I'm going to let it rip. <laughs> I'm going to fall out. Well,
0: let me tell you, it's so fast when I fall. I know. Right. One time i tripped in front of a line of people at the movie theater but girl the way i fell nobody laughed they were like oh my god oh no <laughs> they thought i was gonna like die you know they're like <gasps> oh wow. and then i was super embarrassed but i did fuck my knee up i'm just like, oh, okay i could see i could see some bone under that that blood it was terrible hey i hate that that happened oh my god so
1: do you have another movie you want to to mention or do we need to go ahead and get to your?
0: Um, we can get to, to the oddities. Your... I just have a few things to show and we just got a few minutes left. Okay. Do you remember this? Yeah. I got this from you and I
1: absolutely love it. Look at that. Do y'all see that this?
0: Is, that okay. is a, um, Where's my camera? well, I don't know what you use it for. What do you use this this for?
1: Well, i have I'm been redoing my room in here cuz I have it set up and I'm going to put a door. This is on my my movie cave, my room in here. And so I I put this in here right now. It's it's on my table, but it's it has this opening right yeah. here. And I've been kind of just tossing notes in there right now, but it's it's going to be it's pretty much my centerpiece really. Okay. But it could be I, I just want it in here because I love it so much, and I have my skulls up there. Some of your skulls are up there, and, and then I have my creative posters and all that in here. So I'm redoing this for, whole room.
0: Just for people listening, it's a it's a it's almost like an umbrella holder that is covered in skulls.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it's but
0: umbra- bigger than a regular <laughs> umbrella holder.
1: Yeah, but it's I absolutely love it, and I have some more skulls and pieces that I picked up along the way. Uh, this is. Uh, I, I wanted to show it because I got it from you, but go ahead. Tell, tell me about your oddities in there, the ones that you've, these are things that you've crafted or that you bought?
0: Uh, different. Some of them, I mean, I have stuff that I've crafted as well. Um. Well, first of all, I just, you know, I have my Raggedy Ann and Andy, which I love having these guys. They're hard to come by. I found them at a, um. oh, what do you call that when they sell stuff at a property? A uh, estate sale. Mm, mm -hmm. and let me tell you these guys go for money I got these for pretty inexpensive Mm -hmm. Um, but as everyone knows the real Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann doll she was Mm. an older version she's a giant big plush but every time people see these they freak out (laughs) and they of course are sitting next to my um, ventriloquist doll and he is from the 50s I don't know if uh, the viewers can see his hands but they are Real plastic, real hard plastic. and You can see he's got chipping on his paint. And this is Ricky. Happy. I named him Ricky. <laughs> Ricky? Okay, he reminds me of Happy from Goosebumps, right? He does look like that, but he's actually a bigger version than the Happy. The Happy doll was was not quite as big. He's a really big doll, but okay. he's from the 50s, and he's pretty heavy. Um, okay. But, yeah, he had a little something with him, and he may it may still kind of be lingering, but it's not... It's not so much anymore. We have good communication, me and the things that I own. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, I was going to show you what's on the Raggedy Ann and Andalls. This is a creepy thing. Here goes a little creepiness. Oh, look. Uh oh. I don't think they like being called creepy. <laughs> See, they're not creepy. What was on them was creepy. Oh, okay. Um, for anyone listening, Andy just came off the shelf with An-
1: what Andy I thought. Andy is the- jumping off, he's attacking. The only these, thing that's missing is his
0: knife for Chuck. Right. These are from the 1920s. These are children's handcuffs. What in the hell? These were officer issued children's handcuffs. Isn't oh. that crazy? Yeah. And if, if you watch the video, guys, you will see these, these are tiny. That 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 is not something a woman could put around their wrist. Mm. This is for children. And it's insane to think that police issued things like this for children. Mm. Isn't that wild? I'm not surprised. So I, I, I looked it up because I wanted to make sure that it, I mean, I like oddities, but I don't want to own something that was like used for slavery or something. I right. just, I can handle that. Um, because that, that's a whole different type of upsetting to me. I don't, I don't like that, but just the concept that there were manufactured children's handcuffs is wild. So I did get those off off the internet and looked them up. But yeah, they are from the 1920s. Um, Mm -hmm. And then here's the board I got. Let me get it. Oh, that's a poster? This is the box the board came in. Oh, okay. I see it now. You can see the the board box. Mm-hmm. this box is in really great condition I have two more like this <laughs> but this is the one that, that it's in a beautiful condition um, and if you can I don't know if you can see it but the, the ghost on the front of the Ouija board is still blue it's hard mm-hmm. to find these boards with the the um, box in such good condition mm-hmm. um, and of course everybody knows what a Ouija board looks like I don't need to show you all that but what, what I do love about this, and I don't know if I can get to it easily. If not, I'm not going to bother. The planchette is huge. No, I don't think it's going to come out easily. But the planchette in this, which is the piece that you use the pointer to communicate with, with whatever it is you're communicating with, mm-hmm. uh, is quite big. And that's one of the signs that and the fact that the board is made of actual wood. Mm. That's a sign if you're ever out looking for a Ouija board, that you found something that's old. You know what? I wanted to ask
1: you something because we've we've tried to do the Ouija board thing together before. Because I thought I told you before. I think maybe my grandma was trying to reach me. Now, if you all don't believe in this, and this isn't a conversation for you, but I'm open to a bunch of different things. And so this, um, but we we didn't we didn't reach anybody when we tried. But what I thought about is at this point you know i'm okay with reaching anybody actually whoever wants to answer is okay with me but when we had uh (laughs) reggie on from last from the last episode and he talked about how he doesn't he doesn't deal with ghosts he deals with demons and i thought of how the how opposite that was from Katrina when we had the spiritual medium on and so her her experiences are pleasant because they're ghosts they're people who were once alive right and, and his experience she is,
0: wants to communicate to we
1: right, should have okay and, and his
0: experience yeah
1: and his experience is more negative. You know, he looks at it as a curse because he's dealing with demons. She has, she considers it a gift. She has um, a positive experience as ghosts, his demons. I was thinking perhaps maybe we were trying to reach the wrong people. Instead of trying to reach ghosts, maybe I need to try to reach demons with your Ouija board. Would that work?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it just depends on who's around and what they want to, what they want to talk about.
1: <laughs> well, I,
0: I- say in my younger days, I have, you know, there are signs, um, and I'm doing quotation marks. There are signs when you have reached an entity that is not of human descent. And some of those signs are the planchette moves very, very rapidly. Um, there's a lot of jerky motion. Um, there is a lot of just like, um, things will happen around you. Um, things will fall off the shelves. Uh, you'll hear a lot of noises I've had a lot of that happen so you know whether I don't know necessarily that I believe a specific a specific entity can be demonic I know a person with or without a body can be evil Hmm. okay well we're, we're coming up on an hour
1: what I was thinking is maybe we should do like a few of your oddities now, a few the next time, and a few, you know, sure. until we get all of them instead of putting all of them at once. Because oh, that might you
0: be. I wasn't going to. Girl, please. I got so much stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> that that might be.
1: Like, <laughs> that that could be a cool uh, thing that we add to each episode. Like, we do our rants where we can, can show some of your oddities in each one of them instead of just this one. Absolutely. So we can come yeah. back to it. You like that idea?
0: Yeah, I love it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, People get interested in, in the lives of, of people that they know, quote unquote, know um, through entertainment. And maybe they'll want to know, you know, see where we write or um, yeah. make some of our notebooks and how crazy all of our notes look. And like you showed yours earlier.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm so ashamed. Like I have this I have binders on mine where you have this and you close it like that. I like uh-huh. my stuff closed. I'm I don't want anybody to see what I'm writing, but maybe when I'm dead, my kids will will, will want to show this to the world or enjoy it for themselves, but this this is this is wild. I I know
0: it looks crazy. Yeah, girl. I feel yeah. I got so many notebooks and I mean, sometimes I read stuff and I'm like, "When the hell I write that?"
1: Here are some of the others like I got this, this this the stuff on the inside of these notebooks. Oof.
0: Well, I do want to put a plug in. Um, Every few weeks now I've been doing the manifesto um, uh, live events. Uh, We started doing them on Facebook now and it's a manifesto page and we were doing it only on Instagram, but the video feed has been a problem. So now we're doing videos on um, live individual videos on Facebook and it's great. Uh, Just look up Manifesto by Chris Smith, with a K, K K-R-I-S, Smith. And uh, it's a lot of fun. There's people singing. Uh, I I sometimes will read from one of my books or read poetry. Um, I am considering maybe doing a song with a friend, having, like, kind of us doubling up and her playing and me singing. We'll see how that goes. And that's weekly? It is every other. Every other week, okay. Yeah, it's going to be next week. I think next weekend. When's the 27th? That next That's weekend. That's tomorrow. June 27th. That's
1: past. It's okay. the 29th, isn't it? Maybe
0: the 29th. I look. I think it's the, 29th. <laughs> I look. I look
1: think it's the 20. I, I know the 27th is past, though. Hell, today could be the 28th. Let me see on my phone oh, here. Probably, it's the 29th. Yeah,
0: it's
1: the 29th.
0: You know, you know how I do it. My brain don't work. <laughs>
1: Well, check out um, The the Manifesto by Chris Smith uh, every other week. And um, Chantel, I have been on there once. I've seen people singing. I know Chantel has shared some of her poetry. It looks like a very positive, uplifting experience. So check that out. We're going to start making sure that we shout out. Uh, we don't know, we, we've been doing that anyway, but I'm letting you know that if you have a business that or something that's creative that you want to shout out to... Um,
0: manifesto entertainment
1: okay to um we to contact we're us talk and, about ish weren't
0: we his photography
1: yeah well we talked about him when he had when we were when we did the uh miss blue episode we talked about oh, him a lot right. yeah we spent a lot of time talking about ish but he has started his own podcast i forget the name of it but uh we were gonna probably have him on for one talking about photography itself uh, but he has started his own podcast, too. Shout out to Ish. Uh, Barry Media. I think he's going by another name right now. I didn't write it down because I wasn't going to talk about this time. But the next time, I'll make sure I have his 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 podcast name. All right. It's been a pleasure, Chantel. And I have enjoyed seeing you this time. <laughs> we made it
0: happen, girl.
1: Yeah. I got eyeliner and lipstick on. I didn't put any foundation on. So this might be a mess. And I don't have a filter either.
0: Mm-hmm. Girl, you look fine. <laughs> Look all at me, right. my hair deflated and my great. face is all like this. Yeah. You look really great.
1: I, I'm all you always look so
0: photogenic. I don't
1: ever feel it.
0: <laughs> you really gave good. me a little weight back. Look at that. What the hell's that? When
1: when did that start? I got it too. Look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got it too.
1: And what's worse is my husband. I think he's lost about 10 pounds. I'm like, look, you were making me look bad. Look, like, making it look like I'm not cooking around here. And I have been, I've been burning up something. I had today. I made a uh, garlic lemon butter, salmon, potatoes, broccoli, um, and it, it was delicious. Hopefully, there's some still in That's there. That's
0: some healthy cooking. I made yeah. hamburgers and tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I couldn't get on the damn podcast for an hour. I was like, what <laughs> that? I should not have ate that. You need some detox tea now. <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing pork chops
1: tomorrow so don't worry <laughs> oh well okay all right <laughs> good night love all
0: good right good night.
1: thank you for listening to this week's episode of sex and horror make sure you subscribe and join our
0: facebook group if you'd like to be a guest let us know if you have a topic to suggest a movie tv show book song to be featured let us know you can follow me at ChantalRenee.com.
1: And I'm at DiceyGrinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See, you, See next you next week on for Sex and Horror. Horror.